UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, Howling in the Street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I'm really proud to be a part of what, what is going to go on over the next, I would say, week or so. And you're going to see this is like a three-part interview series. Um, it started with Indigo Angel, but she's going to be coming back on the show. But I also have, today I have uh, Aloha, Pink Bell, Pink Bell Aloha. I always get that upside back. It works both ways. It's all good. I'm so grateful and- to be here. <laughs> Thank you. And I have Lightstar coming on too. They're doing, the three of them are doing an amazing three-day course. I'm going to read you guys about the course. Here's what it says. It's a conscious, it's called an advanced levels of consciousness course and a four-day galactic course container live webinar event with world-class emissaries from the stars. Your cosmic teachers and way showers are Indigo Angel, Pink Bell Aloha, and Lightstar have been chosen to issue a clarion call across all nations that are being sent out now to all star seeds, indigos, guardians, empaths, and those embarking on the path of awakening, service to others and getting into a mission. The galactivation comes when it's your time and to anchor and serve this planetary ascension and new earth timelines. We hope you have heard this call and ready to join us for the next level accelerate and celestial ascension wave and advanced higher consciousness field. All the activations you will need on a cosmic level for massive divine Akashic field expansion and recalibration are being highlighted in this course. They are courageously breaking through some of the challenges and limitations of the matrix and committing to successfully navigating dimensional frameworks and all platforms of perception of the cosmic mind. You'll be massively upgraded and shared cosmic mind field experience remember who you are awakened your star seed cosmic identity advancing your dna multi-dimensionality and quantum cognition the stars and mission are calling you wow that sounds amazing and just a little bit i just got i just got my goosebumps just you reading that out like i think we got an activation just from that intro (laughs) i I was gonna read your bio too but like so so they get the, the, the the audience probably gets the point but like tell us a little bit more about yourself like and and how you got into this yeah, I, I kind of, thank you. I kind of came in backwards. And I think that that's the thing with starseeds and lightworkers. We all kind of come in, we have different pieces we work on at different times. So I actually got activated as a starseed just as the internet was starting. Like I can, I can date myself way back then. So I had no idea what had happened. So I was out there doing grid work, you know, like what Indy does now. I was already out there doing unconscious grid work. I was called to go to like various portals. And, um, and I got this massive activation at the pyramids and the Sphinx. I was guided to go there not once, but twice within uh, a year and a half, a year. And when I was there, the pyramids and the Sphinx were the only thing that resonated with me. I went to all the different other portals in Egypt and I literally, I didn't even know that I was, I knew I was talking to the galactics, but I didn't know really. 
because my third eye hadn't really opened yet. And up until that point, I would say my spiritual journey was just had just begun. Like I've been working on myself. So for many of us, we start with our health, you know, so I've been reacting to things since I was five years old. I started reacting to foods. By the time I was a teenager, I was, um, my diet was terrible. It was usual fast food and all that kind of stuff. And my body just started having reactions to that. And then in my twenties, I hit like a mid twenties, I hit a pivot where I had to make some changes. I had to choose healthier ways to be. My body forced me to do it. So for a lot of us, we start with our own healing. We start with our own health. And I found that traditional healing wasn't working for me. I wasn't getting any answers. It was just frustrating. It was also frustrating when I found out that I had to cut out certain things and, you know, eat high vibe foods, like already, like all my buds were out, you know, living up the nightlife. And I was like, no sugar, no alcohol, all of that kind of stuff. So that's how I kind of arrived in it. But everybody arrives kind of in a different, you know, way. And then I went on, then I went on the seeking journey. I was, I love to travel. I've been traveling since I was really young with my family. Both my parents really liked to travel. We either did road trips or we, we went, you know, went on planes and went some places and the Aloha came from, we all as a family went to Hawaii together for the first time, like in the early seventies. And it just blew my mind. Like it was home. And I actually did. My dad said, oh, we have to go back to Canada. And I was like, no, I don't want to go. I just cried. Can I tell you something <laughs> secret? I'm a surfer. I, I, but, but, but yeah. it's, I'm, 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 a, I'm a more rugged. Like no, Hawaii is the most rugged you can get. That's the hardest place. But I'm an East Coast surfer. Like here. Cool. So me and my friend, we were skateboarders. And then we, we like, yeah. we started checking like the surf line, like the, because I, I had went with a girlfriend to North Carolina and I realized they got waves there. A lot of people don't yeah. think they get waves on the East coast, but they do. No big waves. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what we would do is we would like, we were like storm chasers. We would go like, if there was a, a storm in Florida, then we would go to Carolina and catch the waves. Like, and if there was a storm in Carolina, we would go to Jersey because what happens is I'm sure you know this, the, the waves go up the coast a little bit like well depending depending on where the storm is coming from but yeah like, well but, and i love watching sir i love watching surfing like i could just sit there all day and watch surfers because i feel like there's a real art there's a real spiritual art to it oh like it's you so have spiritual. to stay in the you have to stay in the now you have to be focused and i always talk about like i with the hawaiian thing i always like talk about either like catching the wave catching the cosmic wave or staying in your canoe and staying in the now so yeah it's quite an art to be a surfer and aren't the hawaiians very spiritual they have like the kahunas and stuff like that yeah like, yeah and i actually had an experience where i got to spend an afternoon on the big island with a kahuna it was amazing that's yeah it was awesome. amazing yeah yeah like it was so and, we're, and i'm still connected to her on facebook like she's pretty amazing and that was just a fluke <laughs> i thought i'm going to the big island i want to connect with the kahuna like i want to find a kahuna so yeah, it's pretty, pretty interesting. It's, it's a, um, it's something that they're trying to preserve, right? They're trying to pass it down from generation to generation because a lot of Hawaiians have left Hawaii or, um, or like, uh, like all of the indigenous races, they tried to stop them from remembering, you know, who they were and their language and their spiritualities, but there are generations on, still on the islands that are carrying it on. That's why I wanted to meet a kahuna because I thought that's so important for my journey. Yeah. That's awesome. So I wanted to get into like a lot of the stuff you offer because I think it's really important and then we'll get into okay. the course after that. But like, okay. but what, like, so I was looking over what you sent me. You're, you said you're, um, you're certified quantum light body practitioner, USUI yeah. Reiki practitioner, certified crystal and chakra instructor, 
life personal empowerment and you do animal healing that's amazing like that's what i started with i was actually thought i was going to be a veterinarian when i was little because i didn't understand that not everybody could communicate with the animals they were the first ones in my house that i could communicate with besides the the parents and my my siblings right so I just thought that that was the way it was to go. Yeah, I always love the little, you know, there's so many people out there that do animal healing and communication, but I still offer it because I love them so much. They're still so dear to my heart. So, yeah. What was that like when you first found out you could communicate with animals? Like, I mean, I thought it was normal. Strange, right? I thought it was normal. I didn't tell anybody. I, and probably if I did. So this is what happens to a lot of us as children. We come, we come in very intuitive. We come in very sensitive. We're are, we're connected to source. So we have like invisible friends and we see things and we hear things. And then if we share that with the people around us, they shut us down and then we shut down and then we forget about it. So a lot of the, like the younger generation right now, they're more in tune with source and they're actually, they, they don't have to go through a lot of things that, that maybe we've all had to go through. But um, yeah, I just assumed everybody could communicate with the animals. I, I didn't know, right? I had to keep that quiet for a long time. And actually, so and I, I always consider like we all have a superpower. So we all came in with one hidden superpower that would help us on this journey um, because we're really here undercover. You know, we're all coming together now. Like it's safe. I, I actually just created a, some content today, but it really is safe for us to all kind of come out and work together now and share what we need to share because it's awakening more star seeds and more light workers because we've got this sort of persecution fear um that goes from lifetimes here on the planet and also other you know off-planet stuff so yeah i i the animal thing was easy um and then when i realized i didn't really want to be a vet i wasn't really interested in going back to school to become a vet then i thought i remembered when I, when it came to me years later i thought oh i can I can do animal healing and communication. And when I started my healing studies, so I always say that when we study things, when we go to learn things, we're really remembering. So we're really drawn to things and we're really remembering who we are and what abilities we have, both from other lifetimes on this planet and other planets. And it starts, it's like pieces of the puzzle. So we're drawn maybe to go somewhere and we get information there, or we uh, want to read a book or take a course and, or, you know, I get so many downloads from Star Trek. Like I'm still, I'm still getting downloads, right? I, I, it, it still blows me away. I'll go back and watch an old episode and I'll go, yeah, like that's absolutely, you know, it helps me remember all the quantum fields and multidimensional Gene problems. Roddenberry was tapped in. He, he oh was yeah. He would get, he was somewhere. major, get major downloads, major downloads. Yeah. Can I ask yeah. you this? Like, when did you start? Cause I, I really, I I'm picking up that you're, I just doesn't say on your website, but I'm picking up that you're very psychic as well. Like, and I very I intuitive. Love, yeah. Yeah. I love so psychic. I was, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, so, so I, and I think too, cause I worked in tech. So I worked in tech support for a number of years. So of course, right. Like that drew me to meeting all the people that I needed to meet and, and gaining the abilities to remember about remembering about technology and understanding how important, how, how that's part of our growth that we have, but we still have to find a balance between it, of course. Right. But yeah, it's it, the thing is, is that I was drawn to healing, to learn about healing, to help myself because um, I went to healers for years. Like I found, like I went to naturopaths and healers and acupuncturists and Reiki masters. And then finally what my Reiki master said, I think you should become one so that you can work on yourself when you're traveling and then you can help others. And then I found, um, I did a Reiki course where someone who also did an animal Reiki 
So that drew me into that person right away. So I was able to learn more about like, you know, how the animals receive energy. Yeah. I see. So your psychic power is more like healing and, and right. So do you have, your yeah, but it's actually clear audience. It's actually clear audience, but I did it. That took me a while. <laughs> So my main power was clear audience, but for the longest time, I just thought it was this annoying, no, you know, voice telling me things. And then when I, when I got into the healing, I started being able to calm my energy down and meditate more. So that's another thing. Starseeds have a real hard time meditating. Most starseeds do, I do not too. like to sit, Yeah. Most starseeds do not like to sit still. We don't like to sit still. So I found other ways to meditate. So uh, just to let everybody know, watch this, you, you can actively meditate. You can actively tap in the best ways in nature. So like you can meditate when you're, you're getting downloads and you're aligning when you're surfing. Yeah. And for I me, it was like hiking and going into na nature walks. Like that was my, that that's my preservation. Yeah. I can relate to you on that because I, I said this in another podcast. I said, I feel like I get into a zone when I jog. Like I used to be, well, I yeah. still am somewhat of a big jogger and I'll kind of close my eyes halfway and I'll kind of just let myself get into this zone and I get into like a meditative state. So it's almost like you get that meditation and then you get the runner's high too. Yeah. So you know what you do? What happens is we lock the body up. So the chatty part of our brain needs to run the body. So this was like a smart, so I had another star seed that I was studying with like early 2011, 2012. I was getting pieces from all different people. And that's what she said. She was a walk-in from Sirius. And she said, most of us can't sit and meditate. It's too hard. So go do something, do something that you love, go run, jog, go to the gym, and then set the intention to connect with your higher self, your heart, your soul, ask it some questions beforehand, and then uh, see what comes in when you're out there being active. I like yeah, that. So that was that's perfect for me. Yeah, that was perfect for me. I think that needs to be implemented more because I think like there's such like a stigma on like what the way people think they have to meditate. Like people I agree. Have, you know, like people think they have to sit there and like be like a Buddhist monk, but you can be active and meditate too, right? Absolutely. And I think to begin with, that's a really helpful tool for most star seeds because I think this world is so fast. Like we're all so busy, even, even with the work that I'm doing, I'm still like, my days are still chopped up into these components. So, you know, how do we, how do you sit still and meditate for three hours? It doesn't really fit in. Right. So I feel like there's, I feel like there's times to sit still and meditate in that way, especially of course, if you have that have like a block of time to do it, but I also feel like there's other ways and the active way seems to be very helpful for a lot of starseeds that really helped me because yes, if we can get our mind, the chatty part of our mind to be quiet and knows like it knows it needs to, okay, I have to run the body to surf. I have to run the body to run. Then you can literally get into your heart and your soul. It is met very meditative. Yeah. That's fascinating. Now, some of the other stuff you do, I say that you're, you're a higher self liaison. So can you communicate with other people's higher selves and kind of tap? Yeah. I think that I think that I found that that was a really good, I, I guess, because I was in computer, I was started as a computer programmer, <laughs> then, a, then a tech support and then project manager, I always wanted to find like the best, easiest way to help people in corporate. So I think I, I started communicating with my higher self first, like, I think that that like, if not really first, sorry, it was the galactics actually came to me first. And that kind of was scary because I didn't have it. I felt like I didn't have any tools at that point. They stepped back and then I started working with the archangels. Like that seemed a little bit safer. 
um, at the time. And then, um, and then I really got into my higher self, uh, which is our heart, which is our prime connection to universe source. And actually, um, what happened was, I'm sorry, something just popped up on my screen. Um, um, so my higher self, I just asked my higher self one day, can I communicate with the other higher selves of people that come to me? And I was like, yeah, that's the best way to do it. That's so bad. often, yeah. So before a session, even before a group session, I will say like, what do the higher selves want me to bring in? What, what should I bring in today? That's cool. Now, what about the twin flames and divine unions? Um, I just feel like I <laughs> that's that. how I started. Okay. That's how I started on camera. Isn't that, isn't that hilarious? So I was a very deep into the twin flame journey at that time. I had a, uh, the activation, I call it an activation with the twin flame because if you all have had that or a divine partnership, it's way, the energy is way different than just a regular uh, relationship. It's like, you feel like a jolt, a jolt of lightning has gone through your entire being. And it usually happens for the other person too. So what my higher self said was, if that's the direction you're going in, you need to get on camera and you need to help other people who are going through twin flames. So when I started doing that, there weren't a lot of us that were, that were offering, like talking about twin flames. That was quite a while ago now. I was very, that was very much a component of my work from 2016 through 2017. That was the majority of my, my sessions. My, I, I feel like I had a twin plant. Well, recently I broke up with her, but like one thing we were able to do, and I've never been able to do this with anybody before was like, is like, we, we were in the lab, we, we first met, we were in the library. And when we were in the library, she pulled me off to the side and she was like, she's like, sit down, I want to try something. So we're like in between the book stacks, you know? And she says, just, just do what I do and see what happens. And, and we touched, we sat in like a, both sat in like an Indian style position. We didn't oh, cool. kiss or anything like that. And we put our foreheads together and yeah. you could feel a jolt of energy transfer between each his head. And I said, do you yeah. feel that? I said, I feel that. And she said, I feel it too. And I've never done anything like that with anybody in my entire life. And that yeah. and it wasn't just that, but it was other things that made me think, wow, this is like, so I really do believe that they're, they're so that. Yeah. That's how we know it's such a unique connection so then it and i mean you two obviously you you met when i met this person that person lives like you know three plane rides away so the connection was very was very short-lived at certain periods of time when i was traveling but the thing is is that the energy that we felt when we were together was like over the roof you know so so different so electric as well yeah so electric but it's a it's a it's a tough it's a tough um energy to maintain okay that's what i was getting to because like i i i want to pick your brain on this because i'm trying to figure out i mean i know there's a lot of reasons why things end but like and when something's so strong like that when it when it's like when it seems like it's an unbreakable bond like why do you think like twin flames end like it's it's about frequency right now it's about frequency that's one thing the other thing is is that i've been sharing this recently too is the okay the downfall of the planet initially before all the dark beings took over there were groups they didn't call them twin flames but there were high priests and high priestesses that were holding the frequency of the grids in place they were like the secret weapon so they would be the first original twin flames. so they were taken out that was part of like that was part of the plan was well if we were if we separate these couples and we cause trauma then the grids will go down and then we can kind of take over so that that's like the bit that's just a mini piece of what came in for me last year 
but it's about frequency now. So oftentimes the couples will come together and meet like you and her were together for a while to merge, to share information and love, et cetera. But then it comes to a point where there's like a frequency jump where one or both partners have to go off and do their own healing. Um, it, it's almost like you both get like a new app, a new app downloaded in you and, and it's no longer compatible. It's the craziest thing, but the love is also multidimensional. So one of the lessons of, of a separation is you go into like really deep self-love and self-worth. You go through like clearing up lifetimes of, you know, pain, all of that thing to raise your frequency. And the other person has to do that as well. And it's, it's not simple for the couples to do it together. That's one piece. The other piece is that the, as we all know, we can see what's going on in 3D. The planet's not quite ready for a lot of high vibrational couples to be together. And I've been getting this message from source that it's still not quite safe. It's why, still not why, quite safe why? because the couples are still being monitored by, I call them team D. <laughs> the other forces they're being monitored and they would, they love to play this game of like splitting the couples up and causing problems. So. Yeah. I, I you know, I did think there was something greater at work going on, like th that was causing yeah. like the separation, like, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I don't yeah. even want to dwell on it because I know I've talked no. about it a lot in past podcasts, but like, you're such a profound person and you're very high. Like I really like look up to like your the easiest. And, like, your, Thank your you, knowledge. sweetie. Okay. Well, yeah, but I like you, I went through so much. I went through so much so quickly. So I went through that dynamic for eight years and any other healer or twin flame that I talked to that also went through that dynamic, which is so intense at times. It's so blissful at times, but it's also so um, painful at times. It's almost like everything gets overvamped and reflected back to us like a hundred million times. So we can, we can only hang on for so long and go through that for so long where everybody needs to take a time out and a break. So I would say the separations are being divinely orchestrated so that you can regroup, the other person can regroup. And yeah, and the planet, like, you know, we've been waiting for the last couple of years for this timeline to get really, okay, let's go, let's go, come on, we're ready. But we, I think like there's just more star seeds and more light workers and everyone that we need on, on board. We need them online. And that's what I was going to ask you about. Do you think, I mean, how many star seeds do you think are here? I mean, like, it seems like there's a lot of us. And do you think we're here from Atlantis? We're here. Yeah. Atlantis is part of it. That's so interesting because I did a reading today and I did a reading last week and the Atlantis card kept coming in. It's a, that's a big piece of our healing. Uh, and that was the beginning for me. So my journey like the twin flame thing kind of happened over here and I didn't know much about it. And nobody, there wasn't, a, it was 2010. There wasn't a lot of information about it. So I was seeking about that as well. But the Atlantis part was a really big first piece for me. Like, Oh, I'm multidimensional. I know I'm, I was in Atlantis and that pushed me to do a lot of travel, like over to Greece and, and Egypt and all over the world to find out my answers um and and we do yeah definitely like the there were unions there were couples that knew about atlantis and were part of that as well what was sure. greece like if you don't mind me asking because that I, i'm part greek I'm oh wow it, greece is amazing but you know in 3d greece like everywhere else has problems <laughs> so that funny. was me that was me yeah that was me separating the fantasy from the reality so I think the last time I went before everything, you know, went belly up the last couple of years, 
I saw the reality. I got shown the reality and that I needed that. I needed a reality check. Like I needed to see like, there's no, you know, you and I both know there's not really any perfect place on the planet. That's what we came to fix. And I feel like the last couple of years is the veil. So, so I'm, so I found out I was clairaudient, but you've got a superpower as well. Like, and, and my third eye, most of our third eyes are working, but they're working in different ways, like kind of top secret ways. Um, and they're getting stronger and getting stronger, but um, the actual, like you might have a different ability. You might be claircognizant, clairaudient. It took me a couple of years, like I said, to figure that out. But what I wasn't, when we start to really see the truth and look at what's really going on, which is I'm sure what you share on about on a lot of your podcasts, that's the reality that we can't turn away from anymore. So I was all love and light and, you know, in the higher dimensions until 2020, until everyone got kind of got stationed. And then my team said, okay, you got to start looking at what's really been going on on the planet. And I literally, some of the readings that I did that in 2020, I would cry on camera because I was just, my soul was just tortured about what, you know, what has happened on this planet and what we came in to fix. So I think that's the other thing I think with the unions is a lot of us can get sidetracked into feeling like there's this euphoria. There's this little protective bubble we can be in with this person. Yeah, that's coming. But actually, we all need to kind of hunker down and start working together. And we're part of the cleanup. We're part of, we're boots on the ground. Yeah. Where do you see this all heading? Like, where do you, would you, do you believe that we're going to go to like a 5D type road? Reality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Indy and I talked about this a little bit too recently is that, so there's clean, there's cleanup crew. So there's, everyone's kind of, and everyone's finding their way right now, like what their, their soul's calling them to do. Are you part of the cleanup crew? Um, or are you going to be bringing in advanced technology that's going to help move everything forward as well? So, so 5D is our, is our frequency. So it's kind of sneaky and smart the way we set it up because we came in to gradually remember and awaken. And then through our own personal healing, we release old. So we're releasing the old grids. We're releasing the matrix from within and then we're becoming these higher frequency beings and we're literally anchoring in the new grids for new earth. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. Yeah. So, okay. Um, uh, one more thing I wanted to get into. Uh, well, I guess we could get into the course now. Like I, I sure. copied the, the notes. Uh, did you want to go over like what you're going to be uh, talking about? And we don't have to get into it, but like, I have like everything written down here. You're going to be now. When, is, when is this course going? When is this going on? Uh, March 31st through April 3rd. So Indy's going to teach a full day with an activation. I'm going to teach a full day with an activation. Lightstar is going to teach a full day with an activation. It's all going to be recorded. And then the fourth day, we're going to do a Q&A, all three of us together. Yeah. And I mean, some of this stuff you're going to be doing, like, I'll just go through some of it real quick. Seven sure, chakra yeah. system expansion to the 12 chakra system, soul star and earth star chakras coming online. Um, Clearing Karma and Ancestral Imprints, Chakra System, Atlantis, Lemuria, Egypt, Stargate Timelines, Solar Flares and Ascension Systems. Then the next day, and that's only part of it. I'm only, I don't, I, I'm, I'm for the people out there, like she's going to be teaching much more than this. Or did you want to go over it? Did you? I can just talk about it a little bit for sure. Yeah, I had to, re, I like, I had to basically, I connected in with the Lyrans and the Arcturians to help me bring in the information that I should share. Cause because you can see I share so much on my website and I'm in and out of so many things. And I wanted to make sure that whatever I brought in was sort of like some, like some new, but really some information to like some basics 
to help a lot of souls, right? So yeah, yeah so the first uh, the first session I'm it, I'm they're all quantum sessions. So when I talk about when I say quantum, I mean multi-dimensional, so multiple timelines. So so for me, even though it you know multi-dimensional, even though all the timelines are running parallel at the same time, we're healing Atlantis, which is the past basically. Uh, like so the downfall of Atlantis is considered like a past timeline and then the some of the galactic or new earth timelines would be considered future and so when I talk to a collective like the Lyran Council of Light I consider they're in a future timeline like a higher frequency basically a higher dimension okay so the first yeah the first day I'm going to be just going over like I wanted to do like a one-on-one star seeds uh, for the first session, like, you know, you're, this is, this is our chakra system. When we start to activate, it starts to expand from seven to 12 chakras and the 12 chakras allow us to connect to the new crystalline grids in and around the earth. So that's one real key point. Cause I know, cause I went through this myself. Start, we have a hard time being grounded on this earth. And especially if we know <laughs> what's going on in the earth. So, or what's been done, right? Like, it's like our little energy goes, yeah, no, I just want to be in my heart and I can zip out and astral travel and I don't really want to be grounded. So what I do in uh, personal sessions is like allow starseeds to relax and with the higher self connect to the, the new crystalline grids, the multidimensional crystalline grids in and around the earth. And then you, then there's the stability of being able to breathe and being able to trust and being able to stay in our hearts. So that's kind of, that's what we'll be going through the first day and just talking about just talking about so like the soul star is a chakra that opens up above our head it's connected to our akashic records and our akashic records is a recorded memoir with many chapters of our entire existence on this planet so that's when the healing starts when i yeah when usually when i do readings uh, one of the one of the timelines is going to come in egypt atlantis lemuria avalon that kind of thing and then the Earth Star is our technology, a chakra system that's opening up below our feet to connect in with the new crystalline grid around the planet. And that is that brings our stability and allows us to get ready to be on mission because it really allows us to feel supported by the universe and by Gaia. And that know like, okay, yeah, I'm here. I'm here on mission. I'm here as part of the universal plan to like, we're the inside, we're the secret agents, we're the... Um, you know, we're the ones that came in like Keanu Reeves in the matrix. We're the ones that came in to break the old system and, and activate the new system. Very sneaky, very smart. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, so that I'll, I'm going to talk about that. And then I, in that I'll be also talking about solar flares and the ascension symptoms that we're all experiencing right now and how to handle it. The second uh, session will be about karmic imprints, ancestral imprints on our chakra system or our, or our quantum field um and how those some of the traumas that we're experiencing in our life right now are actually ancestral so when we incarnated into a specific lineage and bloodline we got the whole kit and caboodle like i even got that years later after my activation at the pyramids they said oh by the way you got all you got the good and the bad <laughs> you got everything everything downloaded at once and i'm still unpacking I a question about that I, but, yeah. I, I don't want you to lose your train of thought but like so are you saying we get like ancestral traumas from like you know something my great-grandfather did something my grandfather did like i'm carrying on their traumas kind of like too yeah well we came in to clear it isn't that sneaky yeah so so if we think about it we chose it's it's and this might be new for some people we chose our family we chose our lineage we chose our earth family to incarnate we chose the day the time our astrology all of that and we also chose to come in and stop the patterns 
that have gone on for hundreds and hundreds of years. So um, what'll happen oftentimes in a session, ancestral imprinting will come up for clearing. And it, it all boils down, when we do the research, it all boils down to abandonment, persecution, betrayal, like that, and the twin flame reflection always reflects something like that too. Like abandonment, betrayal, like there's always something that sort of circles around in a pattern. There's these patterns. And the ancestral imprints, I started really focusing on clearing out mine just wait, just in 2018, it came to me to start clearing out. And what I was shown was we're healing the past and the future. So even the souls that come to me as parents, the work that they're doing on themselves is actually helping their kids. Because that means that those, those it's like we're breaking chains, we're, we're clearing out the energy. Um, in everyone's records. Yeah. So that, so the ancestors wanted us to, to come like, we're so, you know, source always tells me we're so brave that we came like, it's exciting, but we're brave because we came in to do so much work. We came into, um, you know, not only do our own healing and our own cleanup, but clean up for our ancestors, our bloodlines clean up from, and now like what's been coming in just the last couple of months is now we're preparing for our galactic healing so we can become more galactic hybrids. So my third component is going to be an activation. I'm going to take everybody through like a quantum group healing in their Kashuk records. I'm going to bring in the violet flame. So souls know how to use the violet flame to transmute like old patterns, old karma. And then I'll, we'll bring in their higher selves and their team, the team of light to activate um, the blue ray, the blue flame, which is, which is um, that's another secret frequency that I was given last year. We literally, those, you know, so, so, you know, too, you've interviewed a lot of people, and we can see people in our reality that still don't see what we see. And I, right. And it's like, it doesn't matter how much information we share with them or tell them, like we could be jumping up and down with them with the document there. And they'll just go, no, I don't see it. That one, they've been down here a long time. So we did come in, we incarnated as well to help our family and our friends. Um, even if, even if at times it's, it feels like they don't, can't hear it yet it's like, it's a frequency that we're sending out like a, like a ripple in the water. So what I heard last year was it's the blue ray frequency. It's this um, color ray that we brought in that's internal within us. And the more we are, we're on our mission, the stronger it gets, the stronger it gets. And it's, it literally is keeping us aligned with our mission and it's keeping us aligned with the universe, whatever we want to call that, whether we want to call it prime source, creator, goddess, God, um, higher self, higher, highest light. It's, um, it's been our secret superpower. So through everything that's happened the last couple of years, it's helped a lot of us stay on our path and stay in our truth. Can you explain a little bit more about the violet flame and the blue flame? That sounds, that sounds fascinating. Apparently I'm a flame keeper. So I always keep getting, Oh, by the way, you're, this is what you are. So I work, I've, I've always been attracted to color and frequencies around color. So the, a color is very much connected to like the binaural beats or the, you know, different frequencies that we can use for healing and clearing. So uh, the violet flame was brought to me. I went to some healing seminar in the eighties. I don't know. And they were talking about the violet flame and I was like, yeah, I don't get it. Like way back then I was like, I don't get it. How, how is that going to work for me? As time went on, I realized like I can invoke it in my sessions and I can invoke it in group sessions. And literally I'm helping to help star season light workers remember that it's a tool that was gifted to us. That's super easy to invoke. 
and it's one of our superpowers. So what it does is it can transmute anything that's not of love into unconditional love and taken away from us or taken off planet. Um, and also then last year I got, you know, oh, by the way, you need to know about the AI stuff. Like this is another, <laughs> another piece you need to remember about. So I started asking questions. Well, how can the violet flame work on the AI transmutation? So I actually have a security team and I just ask them, okay, if it doesn't want to be transmuted, just take it to dismantle it and deal with it how you, how you may. So yeah, I've been like, I've been in this heavy duty training the last two years for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're very advanced. One thing I wanted to ask you about is I, I have a lot of crystals, like, but like on your website, I'm looking over it now. Like, um, you say you work with crystals and andaras. What's an andara? I, I've oh, never I have my andaras that. here. They wanted to be here for the. <laughs> so they're like, I'll bring out the blue one. This one was speaking to me. They're oh, really, beautiful. really, they're, very, yeah, they're really high frequency galactic crystals that even like have like their own galaxy and their own council within the each Andara. So I knew about them like back in 2012 and 13, the original Andaras are from a small area in California, but you and I both know Gaia is magical. And I know that right now she's creating Andaras all over the planet. And they'll, there's going to be more sites that will start popping up, but for a regular soul who's not there yet, doesn't know about energy, doesn't know that we're here, you know, to awaken all of that, they're going to look at this and just go, well, that's just colored glass. Like that's nothing, right? So I knew about the Andaras, but I knew I wanted, I, I um, got a little chakra system and I knew that I wanted something small that I could take with me. And they've been with me since the summer of 2020. They just started communicating with me this year. Do you want to see something funny? I, I, I this is uh that my ex gave me this, but it's uh it's I got this from she got this from a cave in Macedonia. It's a oh, huge piece a, of selenite. Beautiful, I love selenite. Yeah, yeah. I love that's amazing. Yeah. Selenite is one of my favorites because it really just aligns. It keeps us peaceful and calm, and it just aligns our chakras. Yeah. She used to tell yeah. me to not put water on it, but I like to put water on it because I feel like it charges the water. Not, not, not liquid, but like I put a glass on it. Like, you oh know, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, um, selenite's quite, um, soft. Like I think, it, um, it's, it's so high frequency, but I think it's quite like it can, sh if, you know, if we drop it, it can shatter really, really easily. The other, like the other quartz is my favorite. That's like the first one that came to me and it's very solid, but selenite is very soft. It's very gentle, but powerful. I love that. What are your thoughts on tachyon energy? Do you think tachyon? Oh, I, I still have a couple of tachyon beads. So I actually had tachyons brought to me at the same uh, conference I was at that they were talking about the violet flame. And at that point, I will tell you that the reason I even bought the tachyon um, crystals is because I was so fatigued. Like I would think that that's one of the main issues with star seeds is how fatigued we all get from yes. it, the energy. I was so tired all the time. As soon as the fellow got up on stage and said, oh, I have like this tachyon water and these tachyon bees that will bring you energy, boom, I was right there. So I still have two. They've all other, the other ones have transported off, but I still have a couple with me, but they did really help me. So I know, I know whoever created them. I can't even remember now. You might, you probably know Rob, but they. they I, I have her on my show. Well, there's one lady. I don't know who created, but her name's Holly Powers. Um, she does the tachyon. But I wanted to show you my necklace. This is a. Oh yeah. Tachyon. Good, cool. I, I like it. Yeah. So if it, I say anything that helps us, like we, if we notice a frequency shift when we're wearing something or using something, 
keep using it. Yeah. And then I went back to Star Trek episodes and they talked about the tachyon technology. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I thought, well, there you go. Right. There you go. Yeah, it's like yeah. they knew. Right. Well, they well, whoever the writers get downloads. So yeah. the writers get downloads. Yeah. Yeah. And well, then they bring one of the things, one of the last things I wanted to ask you about was uh, light language. Do you, do you do light language as well? I do. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm still shy about doing it like on camera. I'm working towards that, but I did, the Lyrans have been working with me to help me remember uh, light language. So the Anjaras and the light language started really coming to me last year, but I really started kicking in about December, just before the solstice. So I haven't, I, I do create recordings for people, but I haven't quite gotten ready to do anything on camera yet. What's, what's, what's crazy is like, I, it's, it's not crazy. It's like, it's, I, when I, when I, when somebody's told me to do light language and they, I've just kind of repeated what they've said, or, you know, like, or even if when I hear someone do light language, it creates like a brainwave vibration in my, yeah. in my brain. It really yeah. does do something like, I don't know what that is, but you know. Well, like, it is because it's a language coming from a higher frequency. So it's, so it doesn't make any sense. Right. And I think for the longest time, it took me a while to even find a light language that I liked to listen to, because I was a little like I was a little like I'm just wondering what's coming in, like what they're channeling in, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm still I to me, I feel like I'm still in the baby stages of remembering. Um, right. Like I think like light, light star, they've just been coming to her naturally as a gift for a long time. That's been one of her superpowers. Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, Oh, you asked about the blue flame. I just wanted to just share a little bit about the blue flame. So oh, the yeah. blue, so the blue, what I was shown last year was the blue ray is a frequency that not everybody has. So, so I learned about the blue ray twin flame. That's how originally the blue ray information came to me. And then last year, and I, I know I'll be bringing in more information this year too, as well as this course, but the blue, we are blue rays because we brought in this frequency of blue. We brought it back to the planet and it's, uh, it's connected to all, you know, all the star origin systems, but mainly Sirius and the Pleiades that are close to us. And um, it's a frequency that I bring into sessions for clearing and balance and protection. And I feel in it, it aligns us and it activates our mission as do well. You, you clear a lot of entities as well. I did last year. That was my, that was my, um, oh, you want to get to this pink Bella? Well, we need to take you over here to start clearing entities. <laughs> what was that like? I mean, like, oh, I was in the trenches. I thought I am not a warrior this lifetime. Like that is not my, <laughs> That's not my role, but I needed to see it, right? Like I needed, like, that's how we, I think we know our third eye has really opened when we can see the dark and not run, right? What do you, what do you think we're dealing with? Like, I mean, like, oh, like, we're dealing with so much. It's, so there are people out there that are saying, oh, they all left. Yeah, no, there's still a many timelines and dimensions. And I feel because they're attached to humans, they're attached to humans that haven't healed their trauma. So they feed off the trauma, right? So that's another reason to do our healing because we don't want anything attaching to us that's not source, right? Not our, not our light. Can I say um, but you feed off yeah, our go ahead. Loosh, right? Yes, our loose. Yeah, that's what really got me. I guess I could say ticked off last year. Oh, you are not feeding off my loose anymore. So I actually just had to start doing that for myself, multidimensionally, because they'll find their way in. They'll find their way in through friends and family and scenario work scenarios and all sorts of things they'll find an opening they'll find an opening that they can jump into to create havoc in our life because they want us to stay in anger and 
jealousy and envy and all those, all those emotions, right? So, um, okay, I can't remember my English, but in Harry Potter, what were the dark beings? I can't remember. I, 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 it's been a while since I saw that, you know? Okay, so they were the first beings that I saw with my third eye open in 2017. They were in a house, they, were, they came into a house that I was staying and I went, oh, you are real. So I've had to go through these initiations to show that I can stand up to this energy. And then basically just tell it to take a hike. Yeah. Do you do you get a lot of like grays and reptilians and stuff too? I got them through sessions with people. Like I had to look at it. So I had to, so I had to heal and clear that for myself and my lineage. Cause what I was just shown with the, when the comet just came in, that comet was just, I got so much intel when the comet came through in February, the Emma Green comet. And I was literally given a vision of how terrified all the beings that were human here on the planet what trauma they went through because because they there was nowhere to hide they had they were dealing with so many dark um et beings so then i when that happens i start asking questions well where is it in my lineage where do i have to heal it how far back do i have to go to to release those timelines so i look at timelines like there's this these openings like a vortex like a portal where they can kind of sneak in so let's say a year ago, there was an operation where they took everybody off planet. Well, they're multidimensional and they can find their way back. <laughs> so they can find their way back to people, places, things, events, right? Like they just, they think it's hilarious. So we're not there yet. And I feel like the more star seeds and light workers and all of us that work together and we're, we do our healing and we activate and we get more emission together, we're, our, the light is stronger. You know, we have one, like we have one on a future timeline. We're working towards that timeline for sure. But I will tell you my last visit with two Dracos that arrived in my apartment uh, in February. And I asked who was here and they told, so if, we, if we're brave enough and we can ask and we can hear, they have to respond. They told me who they were. And I said, well, you are not welcome in my apartment. You have to go now. And they left. And that was my initiation. And then I basically said to source, you know, I'm not really, I, I can do this, but I don't really want to like, this is, not, I want to, I want to raise the frequency of everyone. I want to bring in joy. I want to help people activate for the mission. I can do it if I have to, but I'm not interested in like, you know, going on a site and dealing with like, you know, hundreds of them for sure. Do you, do you see a lot of implants on people too? I don't, I don't look at them, but I scan for them if I'm guided to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I mean, like, is that prevalent? Would you say, or is that like, uh, not yeah, I had, I had implants. So that was another thing I had to do last year was I had to release all the J seals and all the implants and I had to keep scanning for them because of course there was like, there were multiple levels of them. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as I, and as soon as I heard about the J seals that I was like, Oh no, no, that not on my watch. I'm well, wait, what's, <laughs> not a J what's a J seal? So, so uh, J seal is, a, they call it Jehovian seals. It's a template that's been attached to most of us to prevent us from, to prevent, to prevent our abilities from coming online and causing physical pain in the body. Yeah. Oh my God. I think I have. That could be a, that could be a whole show. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that means you know what that means. That means I have to have you back on. Oh, I'd love that. That'd be awesome. Do you want to tell everybody where they can find you, your YouTube, your website? First? Oh, yeah. Are you able to bring up one of the landing pages? Um, I think. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Hold on. Let me show you. Let me share okay. my screen. Let me. Uh, let me. Let me. Uh, that's a good idea. Boom. 
Is that one? Or wait, I can share. I, I have it's that's coming. your website, but I also there we can go. Share. Oh yeah. Well, if you just go down a little bit on the website, I, I uh, there's our little photo, I think, and a link. Oh, right here. There we go. Yeah, there we go. So there this we are. Awesome. There, there we are. Yeah, super excited about that. So that's so that link um, that's on the photo is one way to get to the course, and then go down a little farther because I've got a little link that people can click on as well. I don't want to miss it. But... No, it's it's right at the bottom. It's okay. There, right where it says book here. There we go. Starseacourse.my.canva. Oh, go up a little, go up a little bit. Oh, right here. There we go. Yeah. So that's also a way to get to the landing page. So there's a couple I'm, of different I'm ways. I'm yeah. It up so people want Perfect. To... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this looks cool. So I'm excited. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. Put these links in the, I'll put these links in the, um, in the, um, in the description. Yeah, please do. Yeah, please do. So uh, everyone is welcome. Like all different ranges of Starseed Lightworkers, 144,000 empaths healers. Cause there's going to be some, there's going to be something there for you for everybody. And like I said, there's going to be three activations as well. And then, you know, I find with me when I go and listen to someone who's brought in like a light language activation or a meditation activation, I will go back and listen to it again as well. So that's what's perfect about this. Even if people aren't able to physically attend the day or two, all is going to be recorded and they'll have access to it as well after. Oh, this is awesome. It's going to be so exciting. Um, well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, and, and it was so nice meeting you. I could talk to you all day. You're awesome. Oh, you're awesome too, Robert. I'm so excited to meet you too. And I love that you're a surfer. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But thank you. Yeah. and, and Thank uh, you so much. All right. Have a nice night. Yeah. Thank you so much, Robert. Take care.